Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Mandy and Allison from Soul Star Energy Collective. We're intuitives, healers, and teachers who are really passionate about sharing all things energy, intuition, healing, etc., etc. Chi, witchy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we'd love to do. And that's what we're here to do. Yay! Yeah. So this week we're going to chat about our children. Yeah. Essentially. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how we can support our children. Um, and even just having like an understanding of, um, you know, children moving through this type of ascension or energy, um, and how we can like support and all of that. Yeah. And this doesn't mean this, I guess, doesn't have to mean your children, but all children. So whether mm. you're a grandparent, whether you're an auntie or an uncle or your parent, or even like a teacher who, you yeah. know, who's in the school system. So this, yeah, we just felt like it was, especially with all the energy that's coming onto the planet right now, it's really affecting our children. Um, and we haven't really done a full episode, um, committed to chatting about, um, how to support our kids, you know, as they shift and, and change and especially the ones that are super sensitive and like how that might show up in, in their life and how we can support them. So absolutely. Let's get to it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm half kid, you know, this is kind of <laughs> perfect thing. This will be a fun I like Alpha Getty still. <laughs> he likes to make fun of me for. Oh. Well, I, you, okay. I just, let's just share. You're uh-huh. like, well, guess what I had for lunch today? And I'm like, I don't know, like soup, salad. I don't know, lunch stuff. And you're like, Alpha Getty. <laughs> what? I haven't had Alpha Getty since I was like a child. I don't even know that they made it still. And then you're like, did you have it with toast and butter? And I was like, of course. <laughs> so you dipped did it you in. you have it on toast? Did you have it? On yeah, toast? I like put a spoonful on the toasted butter. That's and so, so I was funny. like, what? Is it even I'm good? Like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but it's just kind of bland. I remember it being very tasteless, like bland. No. Do you put salt mm, in it? No. Oh. I'm a pretty plain eater. <laughs> but I'm like, I love it. It's so good. And I only get the Alpha Getty one. Like, I don't want no princess shape. I don't want. <laughs> you just want the alphabet? Shape. Yes, because I like the little noodles. Like I like oh. the little, like they're so little noodles when you mix it up and you add in, you know, you know, frozen or whatever. And it's like these bigger noodles. It just, that's not what I want. I want the little noodles. Oh my Lord. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, I hope that other adults eat alphagetti still because I was surprised. Come let us know. That reaction. <laughs> you were. <laughs> So I was like, oh shit, <laughs> maybe other people don't eat alphabetti. Okay, wait, things from my childhood that I don't eat anymore would be alphabetti, <laughs> craft dinner. You not make craft dinner for your kids? I, I make the Annie's crafted, like mac and cheese, but not like the, not like the toxic cheesy craft dinner. I can't, I can't do that. As like, I have jumbo boxes <laughs> in my cupboard. <laughs> I, I no longer eat hamburger helper. Uh, I don't really like you didn't like how I was never no 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 <laughs> what I'm else like, was that oh my mom used to do chicken soup on toast that chicken was like soup on yeah toast. so that's just as gross as alphagetti on toast I'm gonna say but it was good like when I was a kid it was tasty do you know what my mom used to do I just remember I love that we have these little micro chats before this is great I think we should stick with this just like off topic yeah. getting to know ourselves um <laughs> getting to know ourselves, know ourselves. My, I was talking to my mom the other day because I had brought plain potato chips to my son's soccer game yeah and she was like oh 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 that's my I love that and she was like you shouldn't open that beside me <laughs> and so she starts eating them and I'm like, do you remember when I'm like, you used to put plain potato chips in a Ziploc bag and put pour vinegar in it and salt? <laughs> what? For to make salt and vinegar chips? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, Wait, you know what would have you know what would have worked better is that she put it in like a spray bottle and sprayed vinegar on it. It I totally would have worked better. Or just 
fork it up and buy salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> That's and so I, funny. And my mom's, and she's like, oh yeah, I do remember that. And, I, and she was like, that was so good, huh? And I was like, well, they were kind of soggy. <laughs> Wait, we used to put potato chips on our hot dogs. See, I never did that, but you just, you yeah. just, okay. So Mandy just gave like, gave me this whole new idea. I was having, um, I made us pita, the tuna, tuna tuna sandwiches on pita bread. And then I'd had the Lay's potato chips. And then she was like, put the Lay's potato chips in the pita. (laughs) And oh my gosh, it was really good. (laughs) It gives a bit of, it changes the texture and it's some crunch. It's so good. Oh, I kind of like it. Now I just need to know if we can actually stay friends or not. Um, <laughs> why? So, just want to know if this is something you would eat or not. So, I love French fries, dipping them in mayo and then gravy. Uh, I would eat that. It's so good. I've never done okay. the. I've never done the mayo and the gravy, but I've tried Ooh. it because it's just like McChicken sauce, the mayo, right? Yeah. So you just like, yeah, take yeah. your take your fry, dip it in mayo, then dip it in gravy. And then- <laughs> eat it and okay. it's so delicious so okay oh. we can stay friends okay okay. <laughs> Carry on. okay let's uh let's move forward okay let's talk about um our ch- like children and okay <laughs> i don't even know how to start the conversation let's just even... talk about kids <laughs> <laughs> well i think that we wanted to chat about this because um a lot of kids are going through it right now because of what's mm-hmm. going on in the energies and when we say what's going on in the energies what we truly mean is all of the solar activity that's happening on our planet right now so if you don't follow that you can you can by following the schumann resonance so there's an app you can follow the schumann resonance and then also what is that that uh is this that one solar called? flare one yeah because oh it's uh is it space weather space weather yeah space weather yeah yeah and that one will give you updates when we're getting it will talk about like a moderate solar flare you know so like mandy and i because like i don't know how to read some of these things but i know a that a moderate solar flare or you know an r1 blackout like i can kind of understand if I'm getting alert after alert after alert, we've got some major solar activity happening. Yeah. And I'm like, buckle up. Yes. Here we go. And usually we notice like, so we'll get those notifications usually like, sh- like right after we've gone through like, Oh my God, I'm so tired right now. Yes. Or a headache has just come on and you're like, I don't know why I have a headache or your stomach is upset. And you're like, Oh, I just, my stomach is just not like it's turning or whatever. And then we'll start yeah. getting all of these notifications that, so you have to imagine if this is affecting us as highly sensitive, like obviously this is affecting our children as well. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, I, I always feel so bad um, the for, for the kids because, you know, we all know, like, even if we take everything away, kids, that veil, mm-hmm. their ability to see the other side or connect to the other side is so much easier. And yeah. I think anybody has, can see that through whether their childhood, through other kids and stuff, that veil is so much thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really like, I have a lot of empathy for children, especially if they're coming in and they're more sensitive, um, that, their little bodies, like they don't, their minds aren't fully formed. They don't understand. Like at yeah. least you and I can be like, Oh, that's what's happening. And like, that gives me a sense of relief. Yeah. Like, if I'm having shitty sleeps and I'm dreaming like crazy or I'm getting up or cause sometimes I will forget and I'll be like, what is going on? And then I'll like it's something, somebody will post something and be like, Oh my God, buckle up is going (laughs) crazy. And I'm like, Oh, it gives me relief. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel better that there's a reason Mm -hmm. particularly for it. And then you and I will reach out, Hey, are you feeling a little off? Because I'm feeling real shitty. Yeah. And it gives you relief, but children, they, they don't know necessarily how to, um, communicate this. Yeah. Or that, or that anything's wrong in particular, like for both of my children, this, even just in this past week, both of them have been struggling, Um, with just being okay. Like they, you know, they both just feel down and they're just like, I'm not sure like what, what is happening. I just don't feel like myself. 
And thankfully they've both been able to articulate that to me separately on individual Mm -hmm. individually. And I've been able to chat with them and kind of get to the root if there's a root to it. Um, and then also doing some energy work with them, like with Aubrey specifically, because she's much more open to it than Jace's. Mm -hmm. We went in and did some energy work. Like I just guided her through meditation and she did all of it so she could learn how to do it all for Jace. It's more of a, we just have to like, for him, he has to get it like the way that he's, I guess, processing it is by talking about it, um, and sleeping, um, and just trying to move through it. Like he, I'm, I'm just very clear with him specifically that he needs to get it out. So he doesn't hold on to it. Well, and I think, you know, being a teenage boy, Mm -hmm. um, they have a tendency to Mm -hmm. hold on to things and kind of keep it in. So that's amazing that he's talking about it. So yeah, he may not be as open to do the things that Aubrey is being open to do. Um, Again, that could be a guy thing. That could be the teenage thing, whatever. Um, But the fact that he's willing to talk about it, that's huge. I know. Like that's my that's something I have tried to make sure that my boys feel comfortable to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I know, definitely know that Carter, you know, he's always been one to hold things in. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, that is something like, and that's just his nature. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if he was, you know, he's 13 now, but as an eight-year-old, as a six-year-old, he was definitely not somebody to like, I found like, we can have conversations through text and you right. be more open right. than sitting and talking with me. So, yeah. you know, you find your way of communicating, yeah. but it's like so important to get it out. And that's, and that's not even just like, we just know that on a healing aspect as mm-hmm. we go through this journey, like if there's something bothering us and we stuff it down, it's going to create a block. It's going to come out some other way, all of those things. So right there, it's like so important that we can get our children Mm -hmm. talking and feeling Mm -hmm. open Mm -hmm. yeah I think that also um being able to support our kids to ensure that they aren't holding on to things that they're going to have to heal in the future do you know what I mean like a lot of us who are awakening or who like who are who are going through an awakening experience or who have awakened or and are having these conscious conversations like a lot of us are trying to support our children to ensure that they don't have to do the healing that we've had to do but with that being said there is still a responsibility as the parent to do our own healing work so that we're not passing that along to our children that is so true and big and you know as much as it was like well why would I pass on my wounds to my kids it's like it's crazy how these things do happen Mm -hmm. or you see repeated patterns Mm -hmm. and you I, I sit there and I've seen it in different people in my lives a repeated pattern and I'm like in my head I'm like well how the hell would this like how why would this work this way like I don't get it it's not like the person was like like not like an obvious one where like I'm an alcoholic and yeah. then you, like it's like obviously out there you know there's things that patterns that maybe you wouldn't be you wouldn't even know like you're mm-hmm. like I, my kid doesn't even know that that happened to me like mm-hmm. why would that repeat itself yeah but it's an energetic thing yeah and, and that's where I'm I don't understand it fully I don't know why or how it happens but it seems to be that's we're finding that with readings and stuff that there seems to be this pattern sometimes of wounds or trauma or whatever it is in your own childhood that now are playing out in your kid's childhood. Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe you can't explain it, but you can't deny it. Well, right. You can't deny it because it's so glaringly obvious and, and traumatizing and devastating, but that doesn't mean that as the adult, we still, it's too late. Do you know what I mean? So like, for example, if there was something traumatic that happened to me in my childhood that nobody knew about, but now it's playing out in my kid's child, like in their life for some reason. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why is it happening to them too? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I, it's too late for me to do the healing. Like I can still do my healing work to ensure that it helps them do their healing work. Because now, of course, because they've experienced that they're going to have to do some healing around that. Um, Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that, but Mm -hmm. we can, you know, we can, 
we can do it first so we can understand how to move through it so we can support the healing on there. And then hopefully it ends in that, in that generation or, you know, with them in, in their life and it isn't passed on to their, their children. But I can see like, basically our whole generation were unhealed children having children. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. our parents' generation were unhealed as an unhealed generation having children. And the one before that and the one before that. Oh, yeah. You didn't talk about your things, mm-hmm. right? Like, I remember going to my grandfather's funeral and my grandmother, it was her husband that passed. And I remember I was crying and she was like, oh, honey, we don't need to do that. No, no, no we don't need to. Like, it was one of the, and it's like, in my head, I'm like, Okay. And I'm like, try to like, pull it together, but it really shows that, you know, that's something you don't, we don't talk about these things. Yeah. We don't display these things. So, you know, these past generations where it was really like not accepted, not mm-hmm. talked about, um, it's just crazy. My mom uh, had OCD. It was definitely one of those like, mm, we don't. <laughs> You didn't even, that. you didn't even we hear about that. that until you were older. Did you? No, I didn't even know. I had no idea. My mom had all of these, like, I had no idea if we moved, she struggled, she would go back. Like I had no idea until my adult life mm-hmm. that my mom struggled with it the way that she did. It was very secret, but that was because in her childhood, it was very secret. That's not mm-hmm. something we want other people to know. We don't mm-hmm. want the neighbors to know this, right. you know? Um, it's like you, there's a teenage pregnancy or something. Your kid is, let's, we're shipping you off. Yeah. <laughs> this woman's thing, because again, we don't want, so that's not that far in our history mm-hmm. of how much we, you know, turn the eye and don't look at it. So it's really, you know, so it's no wonder that our generation is maybe hasn't healed it in the past, but we do, um, we can heal it now. And mm-hmm. I, and I feel this responsibility of healing it now yeah, um, and changing that script of what our parents and grandparents, um, went through because all we're doing is like we are creating this stage for our children to then carry this on and Mm -hmm. it get better um continuously our job is to you know a job as parents is to raise these little human beings to be these great adults yeah and how can you do that if you're projecting your wounds onto them and you're suppressing them as a soul as a soul being like a being of love. Right. And so that kind of brings us to the point of looking at your children as their own individual soul and remembering Mm -hmm. that you're here to help guide them and to help them, um, flourish in this life and to, you know, move them along and into their purpose and into their mission that they had planned for this lifetime. And, you know, part of that mission might be to help you heal, you know, spur some of that healing for yourself, but they have their own individual mission on how they're going to help humanity and how they, what what difference they want to make in the world and what kind of soul evolution they have planned for themselves. And I remember when I kind of started looking at my kids more from that perspective, it was so much easier for me to shift the way that I parented with them Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously before you do you do what you were taught as a child. So in my early parenting days, I was reactive and, you know, I would place my kids in the box and I'd be like, nope, you need to go to school and get good grades. And you, if you ever talk back for, to an adult, they're your elders. You don't talk back to adults or your coaches or your teachers. Like you show respect, like all of these things. Like this is what I was taught. You know, there was a lot of yelling in my household when I was younger because I had well, two brothers that fought all the time. So there was yeah. always yelling um, and frustration, right? And that's kind of the energy that I started out as a parent. And as I started to awaken and learn more um, about souls and soul contracts and past lives and all that sort of stuff, I was, it was easy for me to release my tunnel vision on mm-hmm. the expectations of my children. And I tell you the transformation that, ex- that I experienced in my family itself, like just with my kids and my husband and us as a family unit was so crazy. It just like, it released all the attention in the home. And of course it didn't happen in a second. It happened over a period of time. The more I learned, the more I understood that like Jason, Aubrey are their individual souls. They're part of their purpose is to teach me. What are they teaching me? 
Part of their purpose is to evolve. How can I support that evolution? And part of their purpose is to heal. How can I support that healing? Right? Mm -hmm. So why am I trying to stifle their light by placing them in this box of my preconceived expectations from the programs that I have been subject to my whole life? So that was very transformational in my parenting journey um, that I can Mm -hmm. hope that I hope can be helpful for others in their parenting journey, especially for the parents that are having, that have children that are maybe um, highly sensitive or a bit what you would consider to be um, volatile or troublemakers, button pushers, like those are just children. I mean, every child is different, of course, but, you know, pushing boundaries, maybe they're here to push boundaries so that you can release the reins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, a big thing to understand is like, you know, we, we view our children as like, not as uh, aware or smart or, you know, all of these things. Like I definitely see the difference now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but, you know, at the end of the day, their soul could be way more evolved than yours. And most likely is. Yeah. And that they are here to teach you. Yeah. Um, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, basically being able to understand that in a sense, then it just kind of gives them again, their own individuality and this like purpose to what they're doing. Like definitely Tanner, Tanner played a role in my life to teach me to get on t- or he was here to um, teach me to trust mm-hmm. and to get me onto this road of spirituality. So yeah. that was something our souls, um, you know, contracted beforehand that he was going to come here. And once he did, and if he did, because free will, I could have been like, nope, forget <laughs> that. And maybe he would have keep tr- kept trying. But I remember once, but I think I picked it up right away. So <laughs> I think it helped. Yeah, <laughs> And so then like, once I got on this path, I remember like his like abilities or seeing spirits and stuff kind of just like went away. And I was like, what the hell? And Mm. so I I remember asking like, um, the psychic Tammy, our, our trusted psychic over the years about, because she was the one who told me that Tanner's here to make you trust. And I didn't understand it. But then afterwards I was like, no, he doesn't see it anymore. And she's like, exactly. Because you he'd accomplished what Mm -hmm. he needed to do. Now he can just sit back and be a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, damn. (laughs) It's so crazy to witness things like that, that you're like, wow. Like, thank you, Tanner. You know, and he's just oblivious to it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) cause he's just so easy for the little ones to just be who they are. Like I remember being young and, you know, just being who I was and happy and bright and, you know, empathic and sensitive and loving to everybody. And then eventually over time, that kind of gets like, you know, you try to, you're yourself. And then somebody like, is like, why are you doing that? And then you get like a little bit lower or don't, don't do that. Or, you know, go away. Or I don't want to talk to you right now or whatever it is. And just over time, it's like the light just gets snuffed out, snuffed out over time. So we got to try and keep our kids lights bright. And, but how can we do that? If we're constantly telling them, no, mm-hmm. we're constantly telling them to go away or we're not listening to them because we're distracted on our phone or, you know what I mean? Like being present with our children and helping them flourish, um, is, going to be is huge. It's just part of what we are here to do to have, cause they're the ones that are going to change the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that we're noticing more and more is like, I think we've talked about the different waves of souls coming to help this change to helping earth uh, raise um, a collective frequency. And we have definitely seen these different waves coming in where it's like the, the generation before us, all of a sudden coming online, our generation and so on and so forth. And we're finding that these children so every generation Mm -hmm. it feels like it's more and more souls are coming forward with this purpose of this shift um on earth Mm -hmm. to help support this shift on earth so with that is like these souls do need to come in and they are coming in um more sensitive uh Mm -hmm. the veil is very very 
much a lot thinner or is that even the human the human amnesia isn't as significant yeah. as it was for us which is why I think you know you see those videos or you hear about those those babies who are like rolling over in like I two know. or three months or saying like two months they're like dad dad and I'm like yeah. what the? <laughs> my niece was talking before she was one more I think it's at times more clearly than her brother who's you know, 18 months old. And, you know, that's because they are coming in with less human amnesia. So they're remembering they're sooner remembering how to do these things, which is just like, it just is crazy. Like mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. And yeah, you see those videos way more often. Yeah. Um, somebody could say, well, well, that's because social media now we can see it more often, but I don't know. So maybe true been around for a while. Yeah. Um, and I haven't noticed those things until, you know, mm-hmm. like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, it's so amazing to see yeah. and to witness. But what comes with that is um, what comes with that is it's Earth is dense. Like it is so dense here, and it is really hard for our souls to exist in this density. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine a soul coming over that has less amnesia is more connected to the other side, um, feeling this uncomfortable, itchy sweater, mm-hmm. uh, being in this meat suit. <laughs> Love that. Um, because they're more connected to that higher frequency, that love yeah. frequency. Um, so it can feel really, really a lot harder um, to exist in this um frequency. And I'm just going to say, I was listening to a Dolores Cannon um, video that popped up and she was talking about the greys. So, you know, the alien, the greys. Extraterrestrials that Extraterrestrial. are considered as greys. They just look like the typical alien that you, that Hollywood would depict. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so she was talking about um, that there is a species, the greys, and they're like taller, mm-hmm. um, but they've created um, kind of like a a smaller version of themselves. Um, and they're, it's not a robot, but it's like a, you know, bio, whatever, right. They created them. Like an avatar. Yeah. In a sense. And the re one of the reasons is they find it very hard coming into our Mm. atmosphere. It is so dense. It's very uncomfortable. So creating these smaller grays, um, (laughs) their purpose is because, you know, we do know that aliens have come and, into our place, you know, alien abductions or alien visitation, whatever, whether you believe it or not, I do. Um, <laughs> I think, but <laughs> I think anybody who's listening to our podcast, I think probably does, yes. especially yeah. now with all the disclosure that's been going on totally like, in the past yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. But the whole purpose of it was because that they can't handle Mm-hmm. that density and so these smaller beings come they come in a smaller ship and yes it's hard but it's there it's not the same for them like they, they've been created to withhold this density and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh like like the fact that it's that dense here that it's that we are very like we're we have existed in uh, the third dimension Mm -hmm. that is very dense and physical. And so, you know, you just think of like this dark cloud or this heaviness that just keeps you all like down and in it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, if these like beings that live just outside of it um, really have a hard time existing in this density I'm like mm-hmm. so what's the difference of our souls mm-hmm. coming and if we have less of that amnesia I can only imagine that it feels very uncomfortable yeah and like that can show up as I do feel that can show up as things like autism mm-hmm. um you know sensory issues mm-hmm. things even that being, we like to label even being um a volatile child like Part of that could be because they're so just physically uncomfortable and they're feeling that disconnection between their physical body and their soul. Like their soul is existing in this higher, you know, you know, maybe disconnected from their body slightly, but also, you know, we've come across children who are volatile um, because of past life stuff that needs to be healed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? There's so many things like there's so many things that could be going on energetically at an energetic level for any kids that are struggling 
Um, and even I'd say like the school system is so hard for those, for all of the children, which is part of probably why the school system's got to change, like the structure, the system is going to change or has to change or will change, whatever, whatever that looks like. I'm excited to see it because I know like, as like Aubrey, she's, you know, she gets along well with everybody. She, she has tons of friends. Um, and she knows very, like lots of people in the different grades. It's not like she's, um, struggles socially. She just mm -hmm. struggles energetically being in the school because there's so many children there. And there's, you know, you think about going into a classroom and even you could equate this to an office or, yeah. uh, anything. And you're going in there and, you know, everybody's bringing in their own energy and their own density with that. Cause, cause only and if like, you're not aware of it, you're picking up on, you know, Miss uh, Jane over here who just had a fight with her husband and is super pissed off. Um, and you're picking up on uh, Joe over here who's having a panic attack. If you're that open mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're all these conflicting energies are hitting you because you are that open and it, it's going to come out in whatever way. And that's as an and, adult. Yeah. So imagine a child who, again, we know children, um, don't or have a harder time processing or understanding certain feelings. And that's something that we learn as we grow up, how to um, regulate ourselves, how to understand. Uh, my kids are in therapy right now. And, you know, just for supporting the divorce and all of that. And one of the things that they were talking about today was like the regulation, like mm -hmm. when you feel anger, like, where is this coming from? Like, where do you feel it? Like, let's recognize these things. So they have to learn how to do that. So if us as adults get all like, Ooh, you know, from all the energies, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Right. And it's that tough. can come out in either tears that can come out in anger that can come out in whatever. It can even come out as like, and show up as like ADHD, like super totally. distracted because you're, because you're receiving all of this energy. It's like a system overload. So you don't know where to focus on anything. So, you know, mm -hmm. we have to, we have to start looking at our children as little, like little souls, but also like you look at the energy perspective too, because it's so much more than, you know, the surface there's so much more. Well, yeah. And, you know, again, now we can just tie this back to the solar activity, mm -hmm. you know, this last two weeks, if you follow any accounts, um, so many have been talking about how much like it's been crazy mm -hmm. this Schumann residence which is the earth's vibration it's the earth's heartbeat has been spiking through the roof higher than it's ever spiked before so these are tangible things that we are seeing mm -hmm. literally seeing happening and so if we know that you know this type of activity if the moon affects people which a lot of people will say the moon affects them. Yeah. Um, solar activity like this is going to affect you. So if that on an energetic level, because you can't see it, is affecting you, then you can't deny that energy, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's energy being put off from somebody else or whatever mm -hmm. it is, isn't affecting our children. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the fact that we don't offer, and that is not something that doctors or therapists or anything like we are missing that piece mm -hmm. in all of these industries. Yeah. And didn't you just, we were talking to your children's therapist today, was yeah. it today? And yeah. you were saying like, oh, cause she was talking about where do you feel in that body? Like that's amazing. We should be asking our kids where they feel that in their body, but understanding the chakras, we talked about this so many times before, and you were sharing with her, Oh, I usually tie it back to the chakras. And she was so intrigued. Was she not? Yeah. She was like, uh, yeah, which is <laughs> like, amazing. I know. And I'm like, this is me coming out of my, my closet. Obviously I felt <laughs> safe with her, but, um, I said, Oh, I'm like, I love that. I'm like, you know, I, I very much, uh, work with the chakras and, I will see where it lands in all my chakras. So I'm like, if I feel like a gut punch, it's usually my solar plexus, which is, I know is connected to my self-worth um, aspect or whatever. And I remember she just kind of was like, oh, 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 wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd, I, I'd like to learn more about that. <laughs> so not even in her wheelhouse you know, wheelhouse. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah. And 
Um, and then I even, then she was even telling me about, um, that she was just taking a course about, you know, some technical thing. And essentially it was things in your past or in your childhood that, you know, are been like stuffed behind. So these little moments, um, and how they are programming and affecting you in the now. And she found it very eye opening in this course, because she's like, you know, to see certain things that as an adult, you look back now and go, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I was all upset about that. Like you can rationalize it now as an adult. Yeah. You've developed your brain and all of these things and you can see that. And so it's easy right now to be like, Oh, that's not a big deal. I don't need to talk about that, but that's not the, the thing. The thing is, is that the child mm-hmm. in that moment doesn't see it as not a big deal. Yeah. They do see it as a big deal. And obviously it was a big enough deal that it created um, this wound, big or small, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but created this dialogue, this program within you to view things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so when she was kind of saying that, I was like, my gosh. I'm like, that's like, Mandy and I talk about this all the time. We do. <laughs> like, that's called a time. soul retrieval. That's called inner yes. child work. That is like uh, all energy. And yes, because enter- time and space doesn't exist. No. Your, your soul can go back to that time. Like your consciousness, your, your conscious awareness, you can send it back to that time, you know, acknowledge it, heal it send it compassion, release it, whatever you need to do. And that will release it from your current moment because time and space don't exist. And connecting to your inner child, that, that, that child at that time, Mm -hmm. because I remember hearing about inner childs before I was down this road and I was like, Oh God, we're talking about, what do you mean? My inner child standing beside me. I'm my (laughs) child. (laughs) Like I like couldn't understand (laughs) it, but I realized now it's like, connecting to yourself so say something happened at age eight connecting to yourself like going into meditation and envisioning yourself at at the age of eight and having a conversation with that version of yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is so healing and it's actually very emotional like Mm -hmm. I'm not an overly emotional person in the sense like it doesn't it takes a bit um and that gets me every time because I'm like talking to a child and yeah. I'm going and saying, Oh my God, you know, like that, um, you have compassion for that. Yeah. And so what we're doing as parents, like tying it back to our, to children or mm-hmm. as teachers or as niece or aunties or uncles or grandparents or whatever, you know, how beautiful would it be if these children of today grew up and didn't have to do any inner child work because they dealt with it in the moment or they went back. Like when my daughter experienced that, that traumatic, um, like the couple of weeks ago, she was walking home from school. I think I shared this, but she was walking home from school and some guy pulled up beside her in a car with another guy. They were probably, I don't know, 19, maybe, maybe. And he, he rolled his window down and he's like, I'm watching you. And she was fucking terrified. Like, terrified because there's, you know, we talk about your children, about being aware of strangers, cars pulling that exact scenario. Like how did she know what was going to happen? And then they just kind of parked down the street and she thought maybe they were waiting for her to catch up so they could like abduct her. Like that's where her, you know, 12 year old brain went. Um, Mm -hmm. so after that experience, uh, and she was all calm. We went back in and did a soul retrieval and a cord cutting and a healing on that moment so that she doesn't have to carry that forward in her heart as a traumatic experience and have to do work around it. Um, when she's older. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think we shared that a few mm-hmm. weeks ago with that and like how, how that situation and like how important it is to, um, you know, deal with it in the moment where it's like, if you weren't in this space, then it would be something that would have lingered, um, you know, moving onwards. Yeah. And I could have seen, it could have gone, it could have gotten bigger in the sense of like, I could have been putting more toxic energy into it with my reaction and with my anger and allowing everybody's opinions coming in, calling the police. Like I didn't, end up calling the police, but only because I 
confronted those two boys because they parked down the road. So I got in the car and I drove to where they were (laughs) and I confronted them and I dealt with it in the moment. Um, And I definitely got the sense that this was just a joke. There was no like harm. Mm -hmm. There was no intentional, like anything that was just like literally just a joke, but obviously I made it clear that it's not a joke. I did what I did as a parent. (laughs) Anyway, they might have to do their own healing around that. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. But I couldn't see how that energy kind of got bigger and bigger, making it more of a rooted experience for her. Cause I could have got the cops involved. I could have like talked to everybody about it and had their opinions. And you know what I mean? Like it could have got a lot um, denser and a lot bigger, but we just kind of dealt with it in the moment and, and hopefully we won't need to do it again, but we will, if we need to. Yeah. And, you know, I think like with, you know, lots of situations like that reminds me of like anxiety, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, panic attacks, you know, it's something that you can feed and you can create a hill into a mountain. Yeah. Um, I know I've dealt with that several times um, where, you know, had a panic attack somewhere and, it's a crazy how much your mind can make something bigger than what it is. Mm -hmm. And if I know for myself, if I have a panic attack somewhere, if I avoid that place going forward, now it becomes harder and harder and harder to go there or approach it or whatever it is. Um, So the same with any situation that if you have this situation And then the more time, instead of dealing with it, the more time you have to uh, formulate it in your brain and think about it and think about it, it becomes like this smaller situation to this big, big, big. And then now it's like, you know, something that's even harder to move away from and get rid of. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like, yeah, healing things in the moment. Um, You know, one of the things like what I've, noticed and so is like I have you know I don't want to talk about like I don't want to give away who these people are to me but uh that's not for me to share but I have uh some people in my life that children in my life that um you know I can clearly see now as an intuitive um that they are very very open uh, to, to the energies and I see how it's playing out in their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one has had sensory issues their whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from a child and there was a lot of crying, there was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of, you know, from the parent being like, I don't know what to do. Um, because this soul was just struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, like, you know, we just is like, we need to get, need to get a diagnosis. We need to figure out all these things. And now I look back and I've read her and, and I'm like, oh my God, her, her soul is new to this Mm -hmm. earth. And, and so being brand new to this earth, not a brand new soul, but Mm -hmm. new to experiencing this life. Um, it's, it can be, it can be very overwhelming. So in a sense, her systems, are firing they're Mm. you know firing out these things so having a hard time talking having uh sensory issues like you know for the longest time it was like to get her to wear clothes Mm -hmm. so hard so getting her to fit into this norm of what this society is because obviously you can't go out and just walk around naked Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe for where she used to exist you walked around naked (laughs) your form right and so it's and and I like now and so to me it was like such an aha moment and even sharing this with her parents um was like it could it gave them like this like holy shit it's like permission to allow her to be who she truly is totally and empathy and understanding you know and not to say that there's not going to still be frustrations mm-hmm. but it's like when you're able to zoom back and take that higher perspective and look at the whole situation instead of just a child that is aka being difficult mm-hmm. um and being able to understand that this 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 little girl is struggling her soul is struggling to be in this body um, and so 
you know, if that means she wants to play in the dirt or play with it, it's because she's trying to ground herself mm -hmm. and anchor herself in. So it just like, it really can open up your mind to, um, to understanding it a bit more. So there's empathy there and understanding. Um, and then like, I have another, another, um, somebody in my life that is also very, very open and, and she's a teenager and she has gone down a dark path, a dark path. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's how she's coping with it. Yeah. She's coping with it down this darker path. And, and it's, and what's really like, what's really crazy and frustrating is, you know, she's so open. She's her energy is so open. So she's like empathic and just taking on everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So not even understanding it. So taking on anything that's happening in the household, you know, even if there's somebody is, uh, you know, in the household that's creating, you know, um, tension or whatever, like taking it all on, but not understanding mm -hmm. what this means. Um, or that but, that's happening at all. That it, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. But just all of a sudden just feeling angry for no reason or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, what I've noticed is like, you know, with her path going down this darker, um, going down this darker path, she, now her vibration is lower mm -hmm. and now with her vibration being lower, it does invite in mm -hmm. lower frequency energy. So we're mm -hmm. not, I'm not talking demons no. and all of those things. Um, I don't believe in that, but I do believe we have very different uh, levels of frequency and there are beings, there are souls that are at a lower frequency and like frequency attracts like frequency. So you know, all of a sudden now you're in this like bleh, dealing with maybe mental illness, whatever it is. And now because you're so open, these lower frequencies are like, Hey, right. Mm -hmm. Like they're like drawn into that. They feed off of lower frequency. And it's just like, it's one of these things that you're like, Oh my God, like I, you have so much compassion. You can have so much compassion um, for people like this. And it really has like made me even realize, like, I think it really opened my eyes. And so I, I would definitely say I was somebody that would judge mm -hmm. a teenager who was, I guess you'd say on the bad track, mm -hmm. um, maybe doing drugs, stealing, whatever it is, you know, cursing, what all those things. And it would be like, your instinct would be like, oh my God, like their parents didn't do this and this and this. And it really like now I'm like, oh, that's really good to have this different perspective now that I'm seeing it happen mm -hmm. um, from the other side of it and realizing like, you know, these children that, yeah, may act like assholes mm -hmm. out in public. Um, there's something much deeper going on there. Absolutely. And but having empathy, nobody chooses mm -mm. to be a drug addict, mm -mm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mental illness, there's trauma, mm -hmm. um, there's circumstances, but nobody's like, I can't wait to grow up one day and be a drug addict. <laughs> like, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. Holy crap. And so it's really, for me, giving me a lot of empathy you know, yes, for her, it definitely is. She's very sensitive. And I see all of, I see all of that side, the energy side of it, um, compacted onto the human side of, of things. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of these things where it's like, how can we help support this person? Yeah. I think I just want to touch, cause you touched on, um, the energy, like how, when you have a child who's so sensitive and so open that they can be really affected by the energies of like the households. And we yeah. talked about the classroom and all that sort of stuff. Well, as parents or as guardians, it is our responsibility to ensure that we're doing the best job we can to make sure that the vibration of our household is in a higher frequency than a lower frequency, which is so much harder to, or so much easier to say than it is to do. And it takes time and it takes 
awareness and it takes, this is part of the healing though. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it is going to take self-reflection It's going to take a hard look at yourself and at your, you know, your situation. And some of us probably have already done this work and, and moved the vibration of our homes into a higher vibration by doing the healing work for ourselves. Because as you do your healing work, that will raise the frequency of those around you and they will start doing the healing work as well. Cause as you shift, they will shift. If they choose not mm-hmm. to shift, then you're no longer aligned and it'll be, um, things might change which is yeah. just a natural progression of ascension. But for the people who don't, who avoid doing the healing work, who are not wanting to take responsibility for their shortcomings or their, you know, re- volatility or, you know, that sort of stuff th- that is keeping the frequency of that home in a lower vibration, which to these sensitive children, you know, they're, they're absorbing that and that's keeping them in a lower vibration. So it's almost like a lose lose mm-hmm. situation because their totally. parents not doing the healing work, meaning the household is in a lower vibration, meaning they're in a lower vibration. So now they're taking that to school and they're bringing their classroom into a lower vibration because they're acting out or they're volatile or they're jerks or they're mean, or they're just, you know, unresponsive or reactive, whatever it is, however, that's showing up for them. They're taking that not only to the classroom, but maybe to where they work or to their friend group. And now their friend group's energy, the collective energy of their friend group is affected. Like it's mm-hmm. so many things. And it all starts with us. It all starts it truly, with us. Yeah, it really does. And it's like, you know, and it's not to put pressure on anybody. Like we're going to have, you're going to have bad days as a parent. Oh, you know, you're going to have those outbursts mm-hmm. as a parent where you're mm-hmm. like afterwards going, damn it. Why did I have to lose my cool? Like but that? that's where you, the work it comes in and you reflect mm-hmm. on that. So that was like a trigger, a reaction. That's how it goes. Triggered, react, triggered, react. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I was triggered. First of all, why was I triggered? And then I reacted. Okay. I feel like shit for reacting that way, but I'm going to give myself compassion for reacting that way, because now at least I'm trying to figure out why I was triggered. So that's how it works. It's not like one day you're going to be like, I'm not going to react to anything. And you're just all Zen all day long. No, this (laughs) is real life. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. You know, even with Mandy and I, who obviously we can sit here and we understand and we've changed a lot. We still have our days that were broody or, um, you know, just in a pissy mood or, haven't dealt with our own shit or whatever, mm-hmm. or dealing with our shit. And when you're in the middle of dealing with your own shit, it's, it's, it's harder. Um, and so, but it's, I think the biggest thing is like, it really is those triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're triggered, when you react, being able to step back and be like, why did I mm-hmm. react? Um, I think that's a big one we miss um, as humans. And that is something that I find has just been so like a game changer for me, understanding that part of like your trigger, like somebody, somebody triggering you doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's their problem. Mm-hmm. It triggered you for a reason. So something in you, it triggered, it didn't, you didn't like it. Why? Yeah. And usually like when it comes to our children, it's because they're reflecting something within us that we need to heal. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's something that we don't like. It's Mm -hmm. probably something that that happened to us in a similar way when we were young that we need to go back and heal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's just so many. It's like, like it's a rabbit hole. And when you, when you first get started, it, you know, could be really overwhelming because there, there could be many things throughout your day that are triggering you you know, especially when it comes to our children. But again, like you have to, you have to give yourself so much compassion and also like, um, praise for even starting to become aware of your triggers. Cause that is the first step is becoming aware of your triggers and then trying to figure out why it triggered you. And then like the, the reacting is going to continue, but then it'll soften as you move forward, the reactions will soften. And eventually there won't be reactions to certain things that you might've reacted to a couple years ago or a few months ago. Right. Like there's so Mm -hmm. many things now with Jason Aubrey, where, you know, me five years ago would have reacted like Jason Mm -hmm. unexcused absence from school. Um, pardon me, you skipped class. 
reacted, you know, when I would have been so angry and given him the riot act of why he needs to go to school and all the things. Right. But this I'm like, Oh, I got an unexcused absence. Why? Like, why weren't you in class? And it was just a simple, simple example or, Oh, I left class because I was done my work and I can show you the work. You know what I mean? Like he had a a perfect Mm -hmm. explanation that was uh, reasonable for me. And even if he had missed class or skipped class, he's a great student and he's not behind in anything. And he's getting good grades. If you want to skip class to go to the gym, and your guys, you're done all your work and you're not doing anything new today. Like that's your call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's balance in that, mm-hmm. right? Because you can see there's parenting on the other side where there's yeah. no structure, there's yeah. no boundaries and that's not good either because, no. you know, we, as humans, they still need guidance. Thrive. Yeah, yeah. We thrive off of having some of that. Uh, so it's such a balance. It doesn't need to be over mm-hmm. either way. It's like having that. And it's, and it's crazy because you bring up the schooling and it, I just like, you know, I was never the A student. <laughs> Not me. Weird. Weird. <laughs> um, so maybe I have, maybe that is part of why I have this view about school. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I have found ever since becoming a parent that um, I have really not put a lot of emphasis on their grades. Mm-hmm. Um it's something that I'm like, if, whenever I would get a report card, um, and I would see Carter is a very friendly student, very polite and mm-hmm. gets along with everybody. You know, I don't give a shit what the grade things, you know, I, I will I give a shit in the sense, like, how can I support you? Is there anything I can help you with? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, uh, you got this grade. I'm like, cause I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your grades are. What I care is that you're a good human being. Yeah. And so if you can at eight years old, six years old, get adults saying that you are polite and that you are friendly and I can sit them, I can sit him with anybody and he gets along. That to me is winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in that sense, like I already prior to spiritually awakening had this program in me that I was like, what the hell mm-hmm. is this? <laughs> like, I don't, I'm a, I, I suck at math. Always mm-hmm. have. I'm a freaking banker now. And you'd be like, why'd you go into banking when you <laughs> suck at math? Um, school taught me nothing with that. And I've mm-hmm. used calculators. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, it's one of these things where I'm like, I feel like I start to realize there's so much in, there's so much being learned in the system that is not necessarily it's garbage. Needed. It is garbage. It's not like, needed. Jason, you know? Jason is so frustrated right now in like some of his classes. Cause he's like, I don't give a shit. I don't care, mom. I, I'm, he's like, I have a really hard time studying for these tests because I don't care. And oh. I was like, I know Jace. And I, I said, the school system is not set up for for you or people in this way, it needs to change. And I was like, unfortunately you're stuck in this time where you need to just get through it. So just get through it the best that you can, um, and take what you can from it and leave the rest. I said, you're not like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to need to know anything about like DNA, for example. Um, he's like, cause I have literally no desire to be a doctor or to be a nurse or to do any type of science. And you're not going to know any of it. No. And I, and I'm, you know, and the fact that this day and age with technology and Google. Yeah. So we haven't progressed no over the years. No, what they're teaching. No. Back when we were you know, going to school and we didn't have Google at our fingertips. Um, and we had to go look at a thesaurus, thesaurus, thesaurus. How do you fucking say that? Thesaurus. Thesaurus. I remember looking at those things and you had to go to the library and get all these things. Well, okay. Like, you know, that's one aspect. Now we have it at our fingertips. And so if we need to know something, we're literally looking it up and instantly getting the answer. So why are we wasting our time drilling in some of these things that are not important? Why aren't we learning about, you know, freaking budgeting? Right. I'm sorry. You can't get away from that as an adult. You no. cannot get away from 
understanding banking, budgeting, all of that stuff. That is integrated. Not one person in society does not need to know that. Yeah. He's and like, and, and I just like, and then I find like, cause I remember like when I was working at a, like, I fucking grew up with bankers as parents. I knew nothing about finances, mm-hmm. nothing. How many clients have you seen at a, at a, maybe in their early twenties who have, you know, gotten shit credit and they're like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I've even had some that have been like, what do you mean you have to pay it back? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like oh, multiple times. What? Multiple times, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And, and, you, so learn, and you learn the hard way. And you do. And I'm sitting there going like, why aren't we I just want to say that's because skills. that's the way that's part of the way that the elites are keeping us yes. suppressed. Oh, uh, 100%. To, um, step into our true power and have be able to ask questions and be sovereign. So, well, and to be able to learn um, life skills, like yeah. even gardening and providing for yourself, being self-sufficient, all of that stuff. Um, those are things that would be actually beneficial compared to, you know, geomorphic or whatever, like geometry, geometry. I don't even know. And I was like, who cares? So it's just, yeah. And I do agree with you in the elites. I've, I was listening to a video the other day talking about the school system and why it was Mm. put in place and the indoctrination of, um, the workforce, because it teaches our children how to get up early to it just, it's just like a work day. Right. Yeah. And it's like, teach them a whole bunch of nothing. That was what they said in this thing. Teach them, fill them with a whole bunch of nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps the distraction. It keeps it it, and it, and it creates because they were, oh man, I wish I knew that video, but it was talking about how do we reprogram? How do we get a society to follow our rules? Yeah. If we, if we do it this way by causing sometimes like by causing chaos, then people react and they're like, no. Yeah. And they're like, if we do it in the subtle way by making them over time, by making them go for eight hours a day and you, and, and they totally like, like laid it all out with the school system. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting to be able to see now where we are in, in time to see, to go back in time, to see where it was all like, where it all started to play out and how, like how long that plan has been in place. Right. But now yeah. we're at the point where we're like, Oh my God, like I see right through it. And yeah. now we need to undo kind of like what they've been trying to do so we can move forward better as a collective for our higher self. Like they, they took away our ability to like plant medicine, like healing ourselves from the earth. Like all of that knowledge is gone. All of our knowledge about gardening. That's like, that ended in my grandparents' generation, right? All of the knowledge about like everything that you learn, you know, skill-wise, like trades, um, banking, finances, like all that sort of stuff was never even like really introduced. So what does that, and so how is that beneficial? how that is beneficial is now you become self-reliant on the mm-hmm. system. Yeah. On the systems, on the systems, right? Yeah. So that now get, that provides power and money to the elites. Huh. Absolutely. Because if you don't know how to grow your own food, well, now you're relying on somebody else to on so the grocery a, stores. Yeah. And if now we we're paying whole, totally. Yeah. And if we have a whole society that's relying on other things and that are governed, that are these systems, yeah. who has the control there? Yeah. So that just took a different turn and <laughs> that could get me fired up. Woo! But we need to wrap this baby up. Yeah. So before we do that, we have opened up our doors for our next cohort of our soul, the soul activating journey. Um, so this is, uh, we will be starting in January, 2024. It's this beautiful six month container that takes you through, like you, you go in going like, I don't know, I feel called to this, but I have no idea if I can do this. And I'm scared as fuck, um, (laughs) to, uh, going through this beautiful transformation of being able to learn and hear how you receive your intuition um, it's like this journey back to your soul. It's, you know, this healing journey, this, all of these things that we just even talked about yeah. in this episode is because, one of those skills that we yeah. haven't been taught because it keeps us suppressed. 
Yeah. And like that, you know, we've been able to, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to and not say it. Um, yeah. So I'm like, so it's like everything that we've talked about in this episode is, you know, from us going on our own journey of learning all of these things. This is how we've gotten to where we are, where we're like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, we, love what we do we love this container we're just at the end we're finishing up um our last six months and you know the friendships and the connections that develop between us and our students but also between the students is so beautiful and um yeah if you are at all interested or want to know more you can reach out you can see our website at soulstar energy collective um yeah, and we have like flexible payment plans, all the things. So never feel like I can't do it because of X, Y, Z. Let us know. We can chat. Um, that is it. We're teaching Reiki. We're teaching uh, distance Reiki. What, distance Reiki? No, we're teaching Reiki one and two over Zoom in January as well. So if you are somebody that's wanting to get your Reiki levels one and two, let us know because we will be teaching that virtually. Good? Yeah. All right. All good. See you next week. Bye.